Welcome to another installment of Money You Should Ask. I'm your host, Bob Wheeler. And in this episode, we're going to explore, question, examine, converse, dig deep, expose, laugh, and cry about the money beliefs, money blocks, and life challenges of our next guest. Turn up the volume, listen, learn, and laugh. I'm excited today because I have with us the world famous Roz Brown. Oh, um, thank you. Yeah, she's uh, now. This isn't funny. She's also a CPA. Yes, because uh, that's what her teacher told her to do. Um, she can make a lot of money. She's a comedy store regular. Uh, she worked with Gary Austin, founder of the Groundlings, which is where we actually met. Um, yes, like five months ago. Five months. That's five right. Months ago, that's right. Not yeah, like fifty months. years yeah, ago. Exactly. Your first commercial was for Greenpeace. Um, you've been doing stand-up comedy with BET. Um, and a whole bunch of other places. Yes. You actually got to do a television commercial for Diet Pepsi for the Oscars. I was a nurse. You yeah. saw my eyes. Yeah. But yeah. You, but you didn't get the Oscar. I didn't get the Oscar that Because they don't give no. Oscars for commercials. No. Unfortunately. But, Roz, it's great to have you here. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. I'm glad to be here at the Comedy Store. At the Comedy Store. Can I say that? We're at the Comedy Store? We are at the Comedy Store. Yes. You're allowed to say it. Oh, okay. And okay. when did you... When did you... Um, when was your first – do you remember your first stand-up gig? Yes, I did. And where was it? At the Improv. At the Improv. That's okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. It's okay. Mitzi's not going to come down she and, won't, and She won't. She might. Um, it was like – I took a class actually with a Mark Lano. And oh, Mark we had a, Yeah, we had oh, a graduation I, class. I studied with him. And Dave Chappelle was the host that – Oh, wow. That, yeah. And um, yeah, it was it was quite an uh, experience. Mm-hmm. My whole face was shaken as I told my jokes. Wow. Yeah. And were you already – how long have you been, had you been a CPA when you started being, you know, the joke teller? A long time had passed. Uh-huh. I became a CPA like right after high school. A high school teacher told me I could make a lot of money being a CPA. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. I got my CPA license, but I didn't know you had to go get a job. Oh. With that. Yo. You know, I thought I'd just get the license and the right. money would come. Right. In the mail. Well, that seems fair. <laughs> yeah, I Passive thought income. So. I like that. I like, yeah, 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 yeah. But I stuck with the CPA, worked mm-hmm. with Arthur, at Arthur Anderson mm-hmm. and a business management company. So I've done, I did that for almost 20 years before okay. I got into stand-up. Okay. And acting, yeah. Okay. And what was your first experience as a kid around money? Like, did you, were you a good saver? And so that's why you thought you'd be a good CPA or? Yes. I took a class in high school, a bookkeeping class. And the teacher told me I was good. Yeah. Yeah. Keeping the money. And I had opened my bank account when I was still in high school. Yeah. I got my little part-time job, you know, put my little money in the bank and was able to buy my own clothes. I was like, hey. Hey. Yeah. I was happy. And what was, what are. What are a couple things that your mom or your dad specifically told you as a kid about money? My dad saved money. My mom spent the money <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he saved that she spent it. Okay. Yeah. And so did, yeah. I took her after my dad pretty much. I save a lot. Don't spend as much. And was there a phrase that he used to say to you? Make sure you have money in the bank. Mm. Pretty much, well, that's yeah. that's pretty smart. Yeah. 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 Do you what's your first money experience? Like, do you remember getting your first dollar or getting a twenty dollar bill for a birthday or something like that? I don't remember my first one. I mean, I remember the first check in the mail. Mm-hmm. That was really. Yeah. Um, from the, doing a gig or something. He, oh, yeah. My first check from, from a gig. hundred bucks. One hundred wow. bucks. Probably the same amount I would get today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> for a gig, you know, it doesn't change much, much. Right. But I think I actually took a photo of it and saved it. What was your biggest money gig from acting? Do you remember? Like from a commercial? A commercial. 
I would say uh, Geico. I did a Geico commercial um, that ran a couple of years and uh, played with Icky Woods. He did the he did the little shuffle dancing uh-huh. in the end zone. So that was a big commercial. Yeah, I uh, yeah. Do you um do you uh, you do you own your own home now? I do. I own my home. I own a condo. Okay. I had the I got the condo. I had a boyfriend who told me he was a mortgage uh, analyst, and he told me you should buy some real estate instead of spending all your money on rent. And even though I didn't stay with him as a boyfriend, I did buy a condo. Yeah. So I kind of like him for that. You know, yeah. if I was to see him, I'll say thank you for that good advice. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's cool. So that yeah. was a good, that was a smart decision. Yeah. Um, what's your biggest? Um, what do you hope to spend on this year for something that's just fun? Like a major expenditure. Major. Like a new car, take a trip, um, learn, I take learn a, a new trip. language. Oh, yeah. That would be know. nice. Uh, yeah. But I'm going to Martha's Vineyard. I do that every year. Oh, That's cool. my kind of like I'm from Boston, so I have family back there. My my sister has a house back there. I come from a whole family of people who believed in education and mm-hmm. not paying for it, but actually learning. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, actually like, you know, yeah. getting in the right way. Mm-hmm. And so she has, she graduated from Harvard Law School, and then my brother went to school, MIT. So I had to go to school and get a degree. Oh. Yeah. Ugh. So, yeah, they have, yeah, she's doing quite well with our house on the vineyard. And mm-hmm. I just go and live off of her for yeah. like a couple of weeks. That's good. Yeah. That's good. And do you, um, how do you balance left brain, right brain? Like, I get a lot of people giving me grief. On my, my creative friends are like, you're weird because you do financial and analytical stuff and then my financial analytical people say why are you doing that creative stuff you're crazy but i can't just do one i have to i need a balance me too me too i'm in the same boat i have to have both i would go crazy just doing the analytical side but we're good at it that's why we do it right yeah i mean we can't get away with that i mean we just i've been trying to get out of accounting for like 30 years really yeah it's it's hard to do right to be um just like a days call about your money when you know better, you know it's yeah. it's so hard not to, you know, reconcile your checkbook when you know how to. Right. And you look at other people, you're like, you don't know how to reconcile your checkbook. Yeah. If Are you crazy? Money in the bank, you can spend it. What? Yeah. Yeah. Now, well, it's funny because that's what happened to me in high school. Was a friend of mine said, "Hey, you should take the accounting classes. I think you'd be good at it." And I ended up straight A's, and I I just did it because it was an A. And then when I went to college, I took accounting to keep my grade point average up. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, not because I wanted to do it. Oh, does that happen a lot? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> her oh. microphone just went limp. The mic The mic is like, we do not like her. We don't like what she's saying. So. Um, I think you could do both. And when. So when did you get the inkling? To do comedy. You're in there doing audits and tax returns and loving your life. Right. And then you just and said. I, I got I got laid off from a job and, and I saw an ad in the paper. I figure I'm, I'm in Hollywood. I might as well take an acting class. And that's what I did. I took an acting class. And after the acting class, the acting coach told me I should try stand-up comedy. Well, actually, he said, whatever you fear to do, that's what you should do to further your acting career. Right. So I figure stand-up comedy comedy was the scariest thing I could ever think of to do. So that's why I got did the stand-up comedy. Okay. And got on stage and liked it and haven't come down since. That's cool. Yeah. 
And what is what can you if you think about like you said the first show was uh, Dave Chappelle was yes. hosting, but if you think through all the performances you've done, like what was the most special or what was the most impactful or. You know, like I remember when I was in Texas and there were a thousand people in the room and everybody was laughing and I thought, oh my God, this is the best drug ever. There's a thousand people and they all think I'm funny. My family wasn't there, of course, so that's that's <laughs> why more people thought I was funny. Yeah, but, yeah. I, I, there's a couple of different shows or different venues, but I think the most impactful for me was doing um, stand-up on The View. I did the Hilarious Housewives mm-hmm. contest on The View. Um, no, I'm dating myself. Was now. Sherry Shepard on the View at that point? She was not. So it was oh, before that. It was. It was, it, it was. Um, who was it? It was. Uh, heavy set. She was heavy back then. Rosie O'Donnell. No, before <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell, the one who left. Uh, oh, I can't think of their names. But oh, that's cool. So you're on the View, and you did some. Stand-up. I was on the View, and I did a stand up on the View, and that that was pretty exciting, just to be. Have that experience being on TV, network TV and coming out when they open the curtains and say, Ross Brown, and you're there and you know all the lights are there and they're taping you and all these people to see you. And I did it twice. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And then I did uh, BET Comic View and all the taping. So I, I really enjoyed the taping, the tapings. Um, but I've also done Fourth and B in San Diego, over 5,000 people. Cool. And it's pretty exciting when you have all those people laughing at you. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of difficult to wait for the laughs, though, because you don't really hear it on stage. You kind of like have to like wait, and it rumbles in, the laughter. Yeah. But lots of fun. A lot of fun. So let me ask you this. Being a woman, uh, being a woman of color, do you find that there are extra challenges that you have to deal with in the industry, or do you feel like it's a pretty even playing field? Well, I was married when I started doing stand-up, and unfortunately, I never had to <laughs> had any challenges. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> All the little know, people out there. I don't know if it was because I was married or there just weren't, and uh, nobody ever hit on me or tried to make me do anything, okay. you know, like that. So I don't have any of those kind of stories to tell. As far as being a minority, I think uh, in comedy business, the kind of a lot of times they put you in a you got to only work on black nights right but i didn't come up that way in stand-up i never just done black rooms or uh, i've always done all all rooms yeah you know i did mainstream comedy i right. didn't do urban comedy so i never got pigeonholed like that right now if i remember i could be wrong but i remember some of your jokes about being you were a stepmom yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god those were um painfully all funny grown now yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a stepmom on any anymore. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he left the X. I don't call him the X. I call him the Y. The, the y. y left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how would you? And so, how do you balance, or what do you think is the key for you in balancing the creative side and still being able to have money in the bank? Because sometimes choosing the life of a creative artist does not always mean billions of dollars in the bank. Yes. I found that out when I, I used to do a joke about I, I'm a CPA, but I didn't want to make money, so I became a stand-up comedian instead. Right. Because, yeah, when you choose the creative side, you know, you can't pay your bills a lot of time just by the gigs you make, so you have to take a, a regular job. And it's challenging, especially when you have a job that's 
that has responsibilities mm -hmm. and you just can't go in and, and hit a clock. You got to actually use your mind. Right. So when you're using that side of your mind a lot, it's like, oh, it's draining. And it's, it's, draining. it's it can be real, it's really challenging. But I make it a point just to book something, go out to a club, comedy club, go to an improv class, do something creative. So I have a balance in that. And you've got an improv show coming up, and you're you're still doing stand up. What do you What do you like better? Do you like doing the improv? Do you like doing sketch? Do you like doing the stand up? Like which one is the hardest? For For me, I liked the improv the best because it's freeing. Mm -hmm. um, I I would say the sketch is more challenging because you have you know certain parameters you have to work with. Right. Whereas the improv and stand up is you just do whatever you want to do. It's up to you to, you know, choose what to do on that stage. And there's no one telling you you can only talk about this or you can only talk about that. So, yeah. The improv is nice because you, when you have a group that you could work with, doing improv is always fun. It's like playing, it's like playing in the playground with kids. Yeah. I, you know, that it's so I love improv. Um, and I was, I did a lot. Gary Austin was amazing. And then I was at Acme yes. Comedy Theater and um, worked with Cynthia Segetti. I have too. I did and, too. Um, but I think for me, like performing improv is amazing because it's in the moment. And like, I remember just some crazy stuff and you state the obvious and it's hilarious. And, but as an audience member, a lot of those people think that it's staged. Yes. And they don't really believe we're making stuff up in the moment. And so that always frustrated me as an audience member it doesn't like for me to be an audience member in improv is not as fun as being on the stage. Oh, right. Right. I don't want to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I would like to do, but I don't want to look at it. Even stand up. I, it's hard. For, it's difficult for me to, to watch stand up. There's only a few stand ups I would actually go and watch. Um, Cause yeah. Yeah. Well, it's hard. I think I find, and my friends give me grief that if I actually take some folks to see a comedy show, I can't sit with them. I just I have to keep moving or I'm like something about I'm supposed to be up there, not yeah, not sitting. And, and I watching. can't sit in the front because I'm not a big laugher. And since we know we've we've been doing stand up forever and we know most of the you know premises, a lot of the jokes sometimes. And it's like uh, you don't want me in the front row because I'm not going to laugh. And then you're not going to pick on me because then I'm going to pick go back at you. So I'd rather be in the back and just observe. You know, well, that's most comics. I think you can yeah. go. That was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, it was brilliantly funny. I chuckled so much. Right, right. It was out of this world. Right, <laughs> right. right. People are like, right. really? That's right. The, hmm, you look yeah. right. Yeah. Um, what would you grade yourself in terms of how you are financially today? In terms of the balance between creative and financial, would you give yourself an A plus? Um, needs improvement. What I would say, I'm an A plus. What other people might say about me is a C. Okay. Because you ever have friends that say you should be doing this. Other people will always tell you what you need to do. Mm -hmm. You need to do this. You should be on this show. It's so funny how people say, you know, I saw this sitcom that you should be on. Like I could just go into the network and say, you know, my friend told me I should be on this sitcom. So please put me in. <laughs> put me in. <laughs> right. Book right. Right. Yeah. That's well and. So you would give yourself an A plus. They would give you a C. Um, what would your parents say? Do they support you doing comedy? 
Well, my, my dad passed in 2012. My mom, yes, they're, they're very supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being, being, coming from being a CPA to doing stand-up, a lot of time it was a lot of shock. Yeah. It was like it was like, what? What are you doing? You're doing stand up. You're a CPA. You're an accountant. You're doing stand up. What the hell? So it was that shock. And people, some people I know are still in shock <laughs> that I'm doing the stand up. Right. And I don't go around my daily routine is not telling jokes when to people I just meet on the street. Right. I have an act. I'm not just someone who's gonna give you my five minute act if I just meet you. You got to come to the club to hear it. Well, so jokes are always better with alcohol. That too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they were they're very supportive. Anytime I do a show back east in, in Boston, my whole fa- my, all my family comes out to support. Yes, yeah, so oh, that's supportive. cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Well, now on your comedy budget, um, what are your spending priorities? Like, where do you spend your money? On my comedy budget. Or just on your budget now, just on the money you bring in now. Where, how do you spend your money? Right now, I'm, my money is going to my house. Okay, so it goes yeah, to your house? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm building, uh, I'm, I'm converting my garage into a, a rental unit. So, oh, cool. Yeah, to make more income. Make so, more income. Yeah, so I won't have to work the day job. There you go. I got a plan. That's cool. And yeah. so what is the plan? The plan is to have that rental income. Two pieces of rental, or actually three pieces of rental income. Mm-hmm. Work as a consultant mm-hmm. when I want to, not when I have to. Right. And continue with my um, auditioning, acting, mm-hmm. and stand up, and hopefully that would bring in enough income to pay my bills. Yeah. And I think it will. I calc- you know, I calculate it out. Do you find that it's um, auditions are harder as you get older, or does that not really? It's actually the opposite. It's actually more yes. stuff coming. Yes, the the people in that age group dwindles because they're dying off. <laughs> <laughs> There's only I'm four sorry. people auditioning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're dying off, so <laughs> so your chances are better. <laughs> but but you know it i mean it yeah it the the people uh the the stop doing acting they just stop for various reasons they mm-hmm. just don't want to do it anymore so the less people in the room yeah makes it easier mm-hmm. when was the um last time and do you do this often when was the last time you had a real honest conversation about money with somebody like, is that something you talk about pretty openly, or is money a pretty private issue? Like, how do you view all that? No, I don't talk about money with anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, a financial consultant, maybe I meet with him once a year, mm-hmm. and then I have to uh, just make sure I don't say, how come my stocks are going down? Because I know it's a long haul in the stocks, mm-hmm. you know. So when I see the stock market, like my stock, my, uh, stock market going down, I'm like, okay, Ross, be calm. It's only just temporary it's just money i know i know i know so no i don't talk about my financial situation with anyone with anyone but but him okay and that's once a year you know it's when you were just saying that about the stock market um mitzi used to tell me all the time because you know the store used to struggle quite a bit and uh mitzi would say get up on stage and talk about the finances of the club i'm like never I'm I, never going to share the finances of the club. She's like, no, it's okay. You can talk about it. I'm like, uh-uh, no. And I remember um, the stock market. She had a bunch of money 
we had it at Morgan Stanley and, a, and the stock market crashed and she lost half of the money and she's like, cash it out. And I was like, no, 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 it's going to rebound. And she's like, cash it out. And we, and I, I hated that moment when we cashed it out because it did come back. It did yeah. come back. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. she was concerned and yeah. I get it because, this, yeah. you know, the club, you know, relied yeah. on her. She funded this yeah. place for so long. She borrowed against the house and borrowed against the condo and did everything she could to make sure that this place stayed alive. So and she wanted you to talk about that on stage. And she said, talk about that on stage. God I was like, her. no, she was, she, yeah, she yeah. had a big heart. Yeah. Um, so that's why I wondered, you know, do you share that kind of information? Cause most people don't. And I've had so many people come up to me and say, man, I didn't get the download on money. Uh, everybody else knows everything about money. Mm-hmm. And I'm so ashamed if people knew my whole financial uh, story. And the truth is, I don't think anybody really has it down perfect. No, you know? no. And people think because you're a CPA and ta- do taxes that you ex- uh experienced in financial consulting too, right. which I'm not, I'm not. I don't know about stock market any more than anybody else. Right. You know, I know you probably should, you know, buy assets, buy a house rather, rather than pay humongous amounts of for rent. But right. uh, yeah. Well, it sounds like you're pretty diversified. I mean, you've got your stocks and you've got your yeah. real estate empire. Yes. yes. I just got to get rid of the president of the homeowners association. Oh, I'm waiting for her to die off. Oh, well, you want to take over? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! But she wouldn't let me because I don't live there. You have to live in the property to be on the board. Oh, that's. I know it's a pain. That's yeah. I uh, I love I love HOA boards. They're so much fun. Aren't they? They yeah. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Do you have a budget currently? Do you budget? No. I but I'm budgeting for this project for the um, ADU, mm-hmm. but overall, like a five year pro- um, budget, no, I do not have that. Do you know, like, if um, do, how what's your monthly nut? Do you know, like, you don't have to tell me, but like, do you know? Yeah, pretty. I know. I need to have this much money a month to eat yeah. and not have to cut off the cable. Yes. Yes. And do you stick to that pretty well? Yes. I don't buy anything, really. <laughs> I don't. I, don't. <laughs> I have no life. I have no I have life. No, I do. I have no life. I don't go out to eat dinner or clothes. I might buy clothes every now and then, but nah, um don't really spend. I'm not a big spender. What's the best financial advice you ever got? I would say make sure you put money in the bank from your, from your pay. Mm-hmm. And what is a financial tip? Oh, oh yeah. another big one I have, credit cards. No, no credit cards. No credit cards. Or if you have credit cards, pay them all off the next month. Yeah, my personal Bump belief. that interest. Credit cards are evil. Yeah, <laughs> the interest expense is the devil. Yeah. It's the devil. I mean, look, I think there are sometimes credit cards can help somebody start a new company and do things like that. But Mm -hmm. you've got to be really careful Mm -hmm. because it can eat you alive Mm -hmm. so quick, Mm -hmm. so quick. Um, I and it's funny. I talked to some people. I fortunately was in college before they did this where they would give everybody credit cards. Yes. Like that came about two years after. Yeah, I didn't get that either. So thank goodness. I know. I wouldn't take it. But you, you had enough sense. You would have taken it. You would have just ripped it up, right? I would have. You would have? I would have. I took no, I later on when I found credit cards, I thought it was free money. I went a little I went a little crazy. You did? I did. I was really bad. 
that's bad. It's um, bad. But I you, don't have any credit card debt now. Good. No, yeah. I don't. I try I, to. No, I don't. I want credit cards at zero. Yeah, I don't. I don't do. I don't do credit. I, have, I do credit cards, but it's paid off every month. I just keep them as an emergency, in case I need to buy, you know, a jet or something like that. I've got all my credit. A cards. A jet? Like, well, you know, you never know. You might need a jet <laughs> or a, a spare house or something. I want to make sure I got all my credit cards ready to go. Just to do a short term <laughs> loan. Spare the moment. <laughs> I need to buy a helicopter today. Something like that. Uh, um, no, so I was going to ask you, what's um, like, what's a current tip for you i know you said you don't spend a lot but do you have like a mantra or a uh a saying that when you go into the store like i will only buy such and such or i must like for me i won't do a big purchase i have to sit on it for at least a day well that's a good one mm-hmm. yeah i don't have anything like that like i said i just don't buy nothing well, it's fun. You know, I was. I don't. I don't use cash a lot. If I do, if I do buy, I I put on my credit card that I know I'm going to pay off the next month. So. Uh, well, here's so I sometimes I have people tell me that um, they don't have the strength to say no to a salesperson, and so I used to sort of be like that. And so finally, I real I would just say. Um, and this is what you can say to people. You know, I have to talk to my wife. I have to talk to my husband. They're, I'm not allowed to do anything without their permission. And nobody ever argues with that. Like, so they don't have, have. They don't even know have to know that you're not married or with somebody. But you just have to say, "Yeah, I have to talk to my partner." Um, yeah, I just uh, tell them no. Oh, well, that's my, good. Yeah, you're more direct. Yeah, yeah, yeah I am. <laughs> I need that level of yeah. guilt protection. <laughs> my mom told me when I was in college. She used to spend, send me money for college. Mm-hmm. So I started working at at, um, at college at USC part-time, and she was still sending me money. So after a while, I told my mom, I said, don't send me any more money because I, I don't need it. And she said, Roz, you're the only one of my kids that said that to me, <laughs> <laughs> that turned down money that wow. I'm sending to you. So I guess that's the kind of kid I was. You were the good kid. I was the good kid. You were the good kid. I was the good kid. Didn't want her to waste her money on me. What kind of car do you drive right now? I drive a GMC okay. Terrain. And how did you decide to buy that car? It was uh, economical at the time. Mm-hmm. I uh, had a Mercedes before that. Mm-hmm. And they took my car out. Someone totaled my car out. Well, that wasn't that, nice. That was not nice at all. So it was the last minute. Kind of, I had to buy a car like within that week. So I'm like, what kind of car can I get? I don't want to spend that much money on a Mercedes again. And I wasn't working at the time either. I lost my job. Somebody took my car, and my dad passed on the same week. Oh, I know. Very nice, right? So I got the GMC. Plus, I think I was having like car issues. I didn't want a small car because I didn't want somebody. If somebody hit me, I wanted to have a lot of around me to protect mm-hmm. me. So I got the. Big terrain. Well, that's smart. Then you can run people over. Yeah, and they get out of your way. Definitely. I used to drive a Plymouth Fury Three. I bought it for two hundred bucks. I used aluminum foil to keep the contact with the battery. Bob, <laughs> I I was poor. I grew, I'm, <laughs> really? I'm, a, I'm a I'm a hick from Tennessee. I'm like a country boy, and uh, at heart. And uh, man, but I love that car. People get out of my way, and I felt very. I'm sure they do. You know, that thing was like longer than a station wagon. <laughs> And I come driving through. You could fit like 20 fraternity brothers in it. And, man, I felt like self-righteous. People would just get out of the way. 
I'm like, uh, I will hit you. <laughs> I only paid $200 for my car. <laughs> this was the first car I've ever got that was not brand new. Mm-hmm. I usually buy all brand new cars. Yeah. But I like it. I've had it since 2012. That's cool. And it's still hanging in there. Nothing. And is and it's paid off. There's it's nothing, all paid off. Nothing oh, like having yeah. a paid off car. Oh, yeah. And no yeah. payment this month. Yes. Or yes. next month. Yes. If only gas would go down. It will. Be, it will. So. One day. I hope you so. Know. Tums. Tums. That helps the gas go down. Tums. Ah. Uh, you got jokes. Okay. Uh, got jokes. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Just bad ones. <laughs> Just bad ones. <laughs> Well, my goodness. All right. Well, we're coming. We're, we're coming to the end of this episode, um, and I really appreciate having you on here. Thank Where can you. people find you? They can find me on Facebook, Roz Brown with the E, and I'm also on Twitter and Instagram. What else is there? Pinterest. I don't do Pinterest. A bunch of those things. Is yeah, it, I'm isn't all that just on photos. The- yeah, I think I so. Know. I, I don't know. There's too much. But I'm on Twitter, Roz Brown. With on e. Twitter. Twitter. All right. Yeah. So you and Trump. My dog is even on Twitter. Tip the Pip. Yeah. Wow. You have never yeah. met my dog, huh? I haven't. My dog is really special. Oh. Okay. Yeah. He's the one who told me about the why cheating on me. Oh. Yeah. The dog told me. The dog told you. The dog had a DVD and brought the DVD to me. Wow. And it had photos of my ex with another woman. Oh. Yes. The dog. His name is Tip, T-I-P-P. <laughs> and he is Tip the Pip. And he is also on Twitter. Oh, my God. Well, I'll have to follow him. You follow him. Follow- <laughs> he got a lot of followers, too. People have suspicions. People have suspicions. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, well, before we go, give me one financial tip that you want to to tell our viewers and listeners, we're not viewers, but I always say they are. Mm-hmm. But what would you tell, what's like one piece of advice? I would say reconcile your bank account. Reconcile your bank account because it puts you in the mindset of taking care of your money. Most people think banks, whatever's on the bank statement is true and correct. A lot of times that's not, and you have to reconcile it. And that way too, you also know how much money you have in the bank, which you spend it on. Spend it on. I agree. Yeah. Be consciously aware of the mm-hmm. money in your pocket and yeah. in your bank account. Yeah. And track it. Definitely. Well, listen, I appreciate you coming on here and chatting Thank with us. Thank you. I, um, if, if folks out there, um, don't forget to share the laughs. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, search for Money You Should Ask, all one word. And you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Uh, for more stories, podcast episodes, financial tools, and upcoming seminars, also be sure to check out themoneynerve.com. Until next time, I'm Bob Wheeler. This is Money You Should Ask. Mm-hmm.